This episode of the Golf Game of Podcast on the Sports Game of Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a bet, the underdog special. Betters will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's a free $25 bet on top of your winnings. So go download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 k with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to go get started today. And, of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome back, DJs, for a very quick recap of the Vals Bar and the bracket breakdown of the WGC. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the god of golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, are you ready for the bracket? I am, and it's going to be a very quick recap of the Vals Bar, because really nothing really happened for both of us. And uh, quite honestly, after just the marathon that was the players, yeah. I kind of took a little bit of a week off watching golf. I barely watched any of the coverage. There was March Madness on, too, and I love March Madness. And I was just like, you know what? Why recharge the batteries? We'll get back into golf this week. And it probably helps that it's a different format. And I'm actually yeah. very excited to talk about it with you tonight. Yeah, I love I love match play. I like anything different because uh, uh, it, it does get monotonous, especially because we, we cover Every turn, we don't take the false swing off. We cover the, the terrible events. Um, so it's, it's nice. I wish, I wish we had at least one more match play just because I like it. Like dump the stupid team one and let's do just another regular match play. You know, know what I mean? Well, it's I, ridiculous that the Zurich Classic, A, whoever wins it gets PGA Tour status for three years. Now, isn't, then, that how, isn't that how, was it Palmer? Isn't that how Palmer got his status back? No, I don't think he got his status back from that. I think someone else did though. Yeah, somebody so, paired up with Brown, right? I thought it was yeah, Palmer. I know, I know he won it. I don't think he was going to lose his status though. Okay, okay. Regardless, that's that's another crappy tournament that we don't cover. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, one of the few we don't. But uh, yeah, it's uh, as far as my betting card. Um, my went one and two on matchups. Not great, Bob. Uh, I told you I didn't really like a whole lot of the slate. I picked wrong. My positionals, I was on the right track, but then I got dead heated to death by a couple things. Um, Joel Damon and Adam Spenson tied for T39 with about 10 other guys. That's not very good ROI. Uh, David Lipsky went from first-round leader to T68. That's not great. Uh, Shane Lowry missed a five-footer on 18 that would have put him in the top 10. Yep, He missed it, so that missed. Uh, Fleetwood comfortably inside the top 20. Fitzpatrick comes inside the top 10. It is what it is. None of my outrights said. Didn't really have anybody close, but nope. pretty optimistic for the match play when we get to it. So, you know, before I kind of, we're going to give you a quick preview of uh, Austin Country Club and just some betting strategies. Before I get to it, though, Boston Kevin, while I ask you, mm-hmm. what are you kind of get looking for this week as far as uh, who you like in the brackets? I mean, really, it's, this is a complete gut thing for me, man. Like, it's so. It's just a hundred percent gut. Like, it, you, obviously, you want the same shit you always want, right? Like, you don't have to be. If you look at the guys who won here, you don't have to be a certain type. Every golfer is in play. Um, who can get hot with the putter? Who's going to be good from that seven to twenty foot range to fucking crush his opponent? You know what I mean? You got to be a good iron player. Can't be too squirrely off the tee here because it's trouble. Or you get stuck behind the rocks or fucking all that other shit. So yeah, I mean, really, it's it, this is why it's fun for me. Like, it's really just. 100% got like looking at the grouping, trying to figure out who I like, who's in decent form, and that's it, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with you on that. Um, 
you know, as far as some things I'm looking at, so you can go to uh, sportsfamilypodcast.com, look at my full uh, uh, preview uh, that dropped on Sunday. Basically, just some nuts and bolts about the golf course. Um, so the front nine, it's kind of a tail to golf courses. Front nine kind of looks like a traditional like Texas golf course. You got the bramble to the side, like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty undulated. There's some canyons. It's actually very well designed by Pete Dye. I think he did a great job. Back nine plays more towards the river. It's a little flatter, a little more exposed to the wind there. You kind of hit on it though that. You know, if you look at the results over the years, there's a lot of parity here, and it's because of how the golf course is basically set up. First of all, it's pretty wide corridors. You know, there are some penal areas off it. You can't really spray it. But overall, like, you know, especially this time of year with the dormant Bermuda rough, like I was actually watching a video from Eric Anders Lang. He played it a couple of days ago. The Bermuda is just completely brown, and mm-hmm. even if you hit it in there, you get a ball on it. So yeah. you, as long as you don't have, like, a bad stance – you're pretty much okay if you miss the fairway. Obviously, it's pretty great to be in it, but as long as you don't hit a penalty area or canyon, you're basically fine. Um, and then as far as just, like, where you're hitting your approach shots from, like, there's no shot link data, which makes it very sh- difficult for us. But I went through last year. I got a little bit of a sample of where guys are hitting their ball, their approach shots. So, and I, I put the uh, split in my art, in my article this year. Or this year, so about eighty percent of your shots are either going to come from less than one twenty-five, and a lot of those are under a hundred or more than one seventy-five. Now, a lot of those are the par fives. Some of the par threes are like one hundred seventy-five yards too. Uh, basically, your intermediate irons from like one twenty-five to one seventy-five is basically a dead zone. Mm-hmm. So that kind of speaks to why there's a lot of guys who do well here. You have your wedge players who tend to be a little shorter, accurate, like guys who play well with Wyndham or Harbertown, all those places. And then you have your guys who are just with the great ball strikers who excel from over 175 or 200, like your bombers, like your Bubba's, your JT's, like Sergio too. So yeah, there's definitely a good mix. Um, unfortunately at the end of the day, um, this kind of comes down to putting, uh, which one little note about that. So typically the greens here are overseen with pro trivialis. And I, in that video I watched, it looks like it is, but we're kind of in a little bit of transition where some of the Bermuda is starting to grow in to the green. So it's like this poet trivialis, like oh, the mix. God. Yeah. Like this is why you shouldn't get in the weeds around this stuff because there's so many gray areas with it. So just a word of advice. Usually good putters are pretty good on any surface they play. So I'm not going to worry about it too much. Basically, I'm just looking for guys who are really good iron players, particularly like make a lot of birdies and some of those ranges that I talk about. You know, you can get hot with a putter, you can get streaky. And then, like, I don't know, just if you've had a little bit of success here, I went through since 2016, kind of looked at your average point scored at this golf course. And mm-hmm. that helped me kind of identify, like, even if you didn't advance, like, sometimes you just get knocked out in the playoff. Um, just if you've been pretty good here. So that helped me a little bit. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be fun breaking down uh, all the ranges. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm excited. All right, uh, why don't we take a quick break, and then we'll uh, start breaking it down. All right, sounds good. Well, listen, we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NHL, golf, and everything else in between. WinBet is now offering a Bet the Underdog special. Betters will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's a free $25 bet on top of your winnings. 
And the win bet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Better prices on select games. Anyone who has the win bet app is alerted right on the hour. Betters who wager at least $500 in the first and second round of the tournament will earn one entry into a drawing for a trip to win Las Vegas. Uh, offer is subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And listen, if you guys are looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie, every day March Madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness. Oh, I guess we should put out our, we should, we're, we're doing a bracket too. So go follow the, uh, the golf gambling podcast on Twitter. Uh, we'll be giving away a new, uh, Sunday red, uh, golf gambling, uh, podcast hoodie. Um, obviously free to play. Just come in and, uh, yeah, follow them and, uh, follow Golf Gamble Pod and, uh, the instructions are on there. Yeah, that'll be fun to do. Like, if your bracket's busted in the NCAA tournament, then, you know, come get your bracket busted with this one. Cause usually <laughs> anyone who fills out a bracket, this thing is just a giant mess. So, why don't we first talk about how this actually works? We got a couple yeah. questions in Slack about it. So, <clears throat> basically, we're now using this, like, pool pod format and that was in response to basically all the tv executives and pg tour weren't really happy that guys like tiger woods and phil mickelson they used to do just a straight knockout tournament you know from you know see everybody first top c first to 64 yada 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 excuse me but because they were very upset that all their top stars are losing and then it ended up being like a I don't know. Hunter Mayhan. Yeah. Or like Zach Johnson versus like Chris DeMarco final yeah, that yeah. no one wants to watch. But they end up creating this like pool format kind of is like the world cup. So basically the top 16 players in the field get their own pod. And then every group is separate from like, you know, pool B is the next 16 C and D are the next 16 so on. And they basically just draw randomly to kind of balance out the pods. Everybody plays a round robin. Everybody plays each other. If you win your match, it's one point. If you tie it, it's half. And then it, whoever has the most points after they play everybody moves on to knockout round. If there's a tie, then they go to sun death, which I actually really enjoy. Yeah, hell yeah. Unless my guys in it. <laughs> last year there was like seven like playoffs for the groups, and then one of them ended with Sergio hitting ace on number mm-hmm. three. That That's was right. fantastic. That's right. So <clears throat> I used to be anti the pool play because I thought they were trying to rig it, but this definitely hasn't worked. Have you seen over the last couple of years, this thing is still random as far as who comes out of it because, because it really just comes down to how hot are you running with your, with your, with your putter? You got to make a lot of birdies. And if you're not making putts, you're definitely not advancing and putting is very volatile. So that's why you see a lot of guys who are lower rank tend to do well here. Yes, absolutely. Well, who's that French guy who fucking busted somebody last year? Oh, it was DJ, right? Did he Perez knock oh, out no, DJ that last was Oh, no, that was Antoine Rosner. Uh, Rosner. Bryson. Right, that's what it was. And yep. Victor Perez actually went to the semifinals. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that kind of goes to show just how kind of random this thing can be. Yeah, for real. Absolutely. All right, let's break down group one, brother. All right, so we're actually going to split this podcast into two. We're going to cover the left side of the bracket. If you're looking on pgtour.com, that bracket challenge, we're going to talk about all those groups. And then we're going to go to the right side of the bracket on the next podcast. Um, you know, we're going to talk about like one guy we really like and then maybe some comments about some other guys. So group one. So that's John Rom, since he's the number one ranked player in the world, the best player of all time, apparently. Best player of all time. He gets the pole position. He is plus 150 to win his group. You got Cam Young at plus 275 behind him. Sebastian Munoz at plus 300 and Patrick Reed, three to one, uh, to advance out of the group. So I think for me, 
I mean, Rom is a huge favorite. I think he's the biggest favorite of anyone on the board to advance mm. their group. I just look at him and see just like it's it's a balky putter and over three days, like I just don't trust him to make enough putts in order to advance, especially in kind of a volatile, you know, format like this. So I'm gonna take Cam Young to advance, your boy. And no I mean, listen, he hits his wedges really well. He makes a ton of birdies from like approach shots 100, 125 yards. Like he tends to stuff them. Makes a lot of birdies up from longer approach shots too. Hitting the ball great. Um, you know, I'm just like, I, I think looking at the rest of this group, Patrick Reed played a little better at Sawgrass. He might make a little bit of noise. I'm a little worried that he might maybe wake up. Munoz, I'm not really so worried about. I don't think he can make enough putts and, but. I like the value at Cam Young just with how well he's playing, and he's played pretty well on a lot of different surfaces. And like I mentioned earlier, this is kind of like a mix. might be like a weird, like, Poet Trivialis Bermuda mix. Yeah. I have confidence that he can put on a lot of different surfaces and make enough burries to advance. So I'll take Cam Young at plus 275 to advance. I'm not going to get cute with it. I'm taking Rob. Like, he's, okay. a, he's a good putter. Like, putting has a te- – right? But it has a tendency to come back, right? It does. Right? So he's still – ridiculous tee to green and I can't, I just, I don't know. I just can't, man. I don't want to get cute. And listen, number one seeds get bounced here all the time, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't trust, I don't trust Patrick Reed. I don't care. He's match play guy. So don't care. Um, if anything, I was probably going to take um, Munez, but, but when you look at it, like you're right, like the putt, the putting is, I just don't trust it. And I think Cam Young's fine. I think the number on him is great. Like in a bracket, I'm taking Ron, but Maybe sprinkle a little bit on that plus 275 to get out of the group. I don't hate that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think my response with Rom is the iron play hasn't been quite as sharp or recently. His wedge play actually is kind of weak. It's actually the worst of, it, of his iron's group. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's a lot of approach at like under like a hundred, like all these flip wedges that you got to stuff it close. And I'm worried that maybe he only gets into like 12, 15 feet if he's not really rolling the rock very well. Not making birdies. So that's my concern with him. Actually, his birdie rate from under 125 yards is third worst in this group over the last four years. Really, he just dominates the long approach shot. So he's got to basically dominate the par fives. He's got to drive it really well where there's a couple holes where you can get a big advantage with a big bomb off the tee. And if you don't, if you miss the fairway, you're hanging really back. He's got to take advantage of those, those holes too. Yeah. He's got to kind of bank on like some guys making mistakes, but. I don't know. I just, I, I think he's got one eye, you know, with the Masters in a couple of weeks too. Like you kind of worry about like what's the motivation of some of these top guys. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. I'm fine with All it. right. I think we broke down the string. Why don't we go to uh, the 16th, uh, the group 16. Yeah. 16. Gotcha. Why don't break it down first? Gotcha. All right. So we got Brooksy at plus 220, Shane Lowry at plus 220, Eric Van Royen at plus 275, and HV3 at plus 300. So this to me, I know it's going to be super chalky, but I don't know how you don't play Lowry here. He played well at TPC. He played well over the entire rounds uh, at Valspar, not just like one hot round like like Brooksy did on Sunday. The plus two twenty is fine. I don't trust EDR at all ever. Like I just he's just I'm never going to play that guy ever. Like I just I've been burned I've been burned by him a while ago multiple times, and he's just somebody I don't trust. And HB three, I don't know, man. I don't think. I don't think he can make the pots either, really. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I know everybody's going to be on Lowry because obviously because of the Ryder Cup. But I just think he's in really good form. And I think he, his game fits this course well. So I'm taking Lowry plus two points. 
Yeah, so the funny thing is Lowry has four appearances here, and he's, only, he's averaging less than a point in group play. Really? So for whatever reason, it hasn't worked here. I looked back leading into the, all those events, yeah, and he wasn't putting very well at all. And this is an event where you have to putt really well, and he's yeah. actually been great. He's well. yeah. yeah, he is. I mean, I think eye test-wise, maybe because he's been hitting his iron so good, he's putting, giving himself a lot of good birdie looks. He's been missing a little bit. Like at the hot, he missed a couple birdie looks. Like yeah. last week, he cost me a top 10 because he missed a six-footer on 18. I know. I know. But just overall, hitting his wedge is great. Hitting his long irons great. Um, he he converts a lot of birdie chances from pro shots on short pro shots. Now the par five is going to be a little dicey, but I just think like guys who hit their wedges so well do really well in this event. And just look at some of the other guys. Like I think you're right with EVR. Like he played well, I think last year uh, to get he, into uh, he semis, yeah. right. And he's been hitting his irons pretty well. He has not been putting all that great though. So I get, that's a little bit concerning. Haraval on a third. I don't trust him to make a lot of putts. And Brooks, like, he actually has a sneaky good course history here, but that was back mostly in, like, 2016, 2017. He actually hasn't played this event a whole lot because he's been injured. Yeah. Like, so this is his last tournament before the Masters. Usually you kind of see him kind of, like, get things into gear, like a trial run. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think he could play well, but I think just, like, you know, of these guys, uh, so Lowry is what? Um, plus 220. Plus 220, so basically the same as Brooks. It's over 2-1. to one. I'm not going to get cute with it either. Even if it's chalk, I think I'm going to take Lowry to advance from this group. Okay, like it. Okay. All right, why don't we take one, a break, and then we'll uh, keep breaking it down. All right, well, listen, uh, how do you guys like your coffee? A full-body roast, something light? We all have our preferences, and no matter what you love to drink, Trade Coffee makes it easy to brew your best cup at home. Trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you'd like, whole or ground. Whether you're a coffee nerd or just want a better daily cup, trades real coffee, experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Take the coffee quiz to get started. Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag and they'll replace it for free. Trade has been featured by the New York Times, Wired, GQ, and has delivered over 5 million bags of coffee. Man, that's a lot of coffee, man. I drink a lot of coffee, but that's a lot of coffee. Their subscription is no hassle. Skip shipments, change your frequency, or cancel at any time. And for our listeners right now, Trade Coffering Trade Coffee is offering you a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. So go get started today to take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and start your journey to the perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $20 off of your first three bags. I'm definitely going to do that because I'm a Dunkin' guy and – even the stuff at the house, you get the regular, like the bag at the grocery store. I can't get it to taste right. So, yeah. No, for anyone who drinks a ton of coffee like me and you, apparently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely a hell of a deal. You get, we should all drink <laughs> yeah, on that. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Oh. All right. Let's go to group nine. And this is a mess. There, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes they call it the group of death. This is just the group of that. So, yeah, Bryson DeShamo plus 220, who is making his first appearance since, since Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I have no idea what to expect from him. You got Taylor Gooch, who I can't seem to figure out. Like, he's all over the map. Nope. I don't know. I, I don't feel all that great about him. Yeah, Lee Westwood, who's just a disaster right now. <laughs> and then you got Richard Bland, who's kind of that big unknown. And sometimes you end up getting one of these, like, Europeans. Like, you know, last year, Victor Perez. A couple of years ago, Lucas Beergard. Uh, oh, a couple man, of years I- back- 
Beer God. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah uh, Hideto Tanihara made the, uh, the, the final four at one point too. Yeah. You kind of get one of these oddball guys. I mean, you can argue that Bryson as the great unknown is a huge value here at plus 220 because he is clearly better yeah. than the other three. I just don't really trust it. I mean, we kind of saw it last year. I think I liked him, but. He just is so bad with his wedges that, and there's so many of these like 90 yard wedges, 70 yard wedges, like all these awkward ones where he has to basically figure out how far to take it back. Like it's not just like a stock shot for him. So I'm probably going to shy away from him. I mean, I don't really trust Taylor Gooch either. So I think I'm going to take Richard Bland, the big long shot. You kind of look at some of his results over in Europe. He's really volatile, but he does hit his irons pretty well, does putt pretty well too from time to time. I think I'm going to take him a plus 350. Uh, we're on the same page. All right. <laughs> we're, we're on the same page. So I like I, – I, Bland was that dude who won, like, his first tournament when he was, what, like, 42 or something like that, whatever yeah. the hell it was? No, he's, like, 49 years old. Whatever. Who cares? Like, you know what I'm saying. Fuck, he's old by, for winning his first tournament. And then he was, like – he showed up the next week and the next week. It was a cool story to follow uh, last year. So, yeah, man, fuck it. Give me the longest odds. It is kind of scary not to pick Bryson, but you're right, like – his uh, his wedges is so bad. I still I still make the joke like we played with Rogers. Rogers had a better wedge game than fucking Bryson did. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so hey, yeah, give me a plus three fifty. I don't I don't really give a shit because I think whoever comes out of this group is getting knocked out by the next group anyway. So yeah, that's probably right. I mean, the next group is pretty strong. You want to start breaking that down? Yeah, sure. So you got DJ at plus one sixty five, Max Homa at plus two thirty, Mackenzie Hughes at plus three hundred, and old Matty Wolf at plus four hundred. This was a hard one for me, man. I was going back and forth, and I don't—I still don't even know if I made my final decision yet. Like, I guess, gun to my head, I'm gonna take Homa, but it's really scary to fade DJ. It—it it just is. And I like Matt Hughes too. You talk about a guy who can make fucking stupid pots. You know what I mean? Good with his wedges. Matthew Wolf is just a completely non-thought for me at this point. Like, I just, until I see him do something, like, you can't bet him. Like, even though in theory, because it's match play, he can shoot a fucking eight on two and then get his shit back together for three. But as we've seen, he doesn't get his shit back together. So I don't know if match play would help that mentally with him. Be like, okay, it's just one hole and then move on. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm definitely not putting him in my fucking bracket. So gun to my head. I'm taking Homa. He's, Young and hungry enough, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Does DJ really give a fuck about this at plus 165? And like you said, he's got his Damascus in two weeks. Is he playing Houston? No. Or uh, San Antonio? No. San Antonio. Yeah. No. No, okay. yeah fu- funny enough, Rory skipped this event, but he's playing San Antonio next week. Well, I f- isn't that the one that – no, what's the one What's the one week after that? It's the Masters the week after San Antonio. Oh, okay, so San Antonio is the one that sets up yeah. like the Masters. So that yeah, makes sense. Exactly. So, I mean, if I was a guy who was looking to to sharpen up for the fucking Masters, I would rather play that than this because you're playing a shit ton of golf. Like, if you make it all the way through, that's a lot of goddamn golf, man. Like, you're wearing yourself out. I know you get the week off or whatever, but I'd rather go to the spot the week before. But what the fuck do I know? They're all professional. And I yeah. talk about it. <laughs> I mean, so the funny thing about DJ, so he's actually a former winner here. But other than that, I don't think he's advanced out of group play. Because, yeah. so, I mean, like, I'm only seeing an average points over five appearances at Austin Country Club in group play of one and a half, which is one of the lower ones of the field. And a lot of that is, I think he went like three and oh when he won this thing back in like 2016 or so. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think 
Just plus plus one sixty five is a little steep for me, just considering I worry about his motivation, motivation, and the fact that he's kind of had lackluster results here ever since his win. I mean, obviously Matthew Wolf probably makes stay away for me. I think Mackenzie Hughes did well last year. I just don't trust him. Like I know he can get really hot with a putter, but I don't know. So I think I'm gonna go Max Homa. He's been hitting his irons really good lately, and I, I like I worry about him making enough putts. But I have seen some good performances on Bermuda in his past. Like, I mean, he won at Quail Hollow. He putt well at Arnold Palmer last year. He putt well at uh, Kapalua, too. Like, so, you know, I have seen some different or better results in, like, these Bermuda, like, Poa, like, Trivialis mixes. Like, he putt really well on Valspar last year. That was, like, a hybrid. Like, it's overseeded, but some of the Bermuda starting to come in. So maybe he can get it done on these greens, not just a POA guy. I think just the appeal for me is he just hit his iron so damn well. Like, I mean, he's gaining almost a stroke per round over his last 12 rounds. Uh, he played really well. He's just been really good. He's like, you know, like what, four top 20s in the last five yeah. or so? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, his birdie rates are kind of fine. They're about middle of the pack for each. But I just think with the question marks around DJ for me, Hughes, I don't trust. And then Matthew Wolf, I just have no idea what to expect. Probably Max Homa for me. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I can see Matt. I can see Matt Hughes being able to do it again. That's another guy who who can just all of a sudden go nuts with his putter. But I'm taking I'm taking Homa. So okay, I'm with, I'm with you on that. So we've only just read on one pick so far. That's great. Oh, that's that's phenomenal. You should okay. fade the hell out of us this week, Ben. Fucking up. All right, why don't we start making a little some different picks after the break? All right. All right. Well, I mean. Do we, we didn't talk about the bracket prior, so it is what it is. <laughs> so, all right. Well, listen, did you guys know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without the added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed, computers, phones, even the fire stick. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. And IP Advantage is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Advantage is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVantage.com. Slash SGP and use promotional code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's IPVANISH.com slash SGP. All right. Let's go to group five next. And this yeah. is, I think, the toughest group of them all. There's, oh, this is, I, yeah, this is, this I can is see any one of these guys coming out. So, so you got Scotty Scheffler, two to one to finish runner up here last year, Billy Horschel. Yeah, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who's just playing lights out golf, can drain a ton of putts. Yep. He's plus 250. Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood who played well last week too. Yep. He's kind of found some form with the putter as well, and he's been hitting his irons good. Like so, that's you know he's plus two two seventy five, and then Ian Poulter, he's actually been hitting his irons okay, and he's always putts really well. Like I think he demolished Rory in round one last year. Mm-hmm. Makes a ton of birdies. Like he has really good wedge play too. So this is tough. Yeah, this is tough. Um, I think I'm just gonna take. 
Poulter at plus 300, just the longest oh. odds here, and just hoping just drain a bunch of putts. Gets hot, you know, you know, with his wedges. I mean, the fact he's hitting his irons pretty good lately is encouraging too. But I mean, honestly, I'm probably not touching this, like in betting wise. Like, yeah, just because, like, well, even like, 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 all right, like head to heads, like you know, day to day. Yeah, I, I could see Fleetwood upsetting Scheffler. I see Poulter, you know, upsetting Fitzpatrick. I can see Scheffler just laying the wood to Fitzpatrick. Like, right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm probably not touching this. I'm just going to take the longest guy at Ian Poulter, but all these guys have just been really good for the last like month or so. All these guys are lethal putters. Um, I think if I had to pick a nit, some of Fleetwood's birdie rates from with his, you know, when he has a wedge in his hand aren't all that good. I think it's one of the worst in the field, but I'm picking nits here. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll take Poulter three to one. All right. So I'm going to, I'm taking Scotty. Like, like this, I'm just like I just. You're 100 percent right. I can see any one of these guys coming out of this. And you said Poulter destroyed Rory last year. I think it was over by like what hole 11 or 12. Well, last Rory hit it into someone's pool. The pool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, I remember that. And yeah, I mean, any one of these guys can win. Even even Fleetwood. Like, I mean, really, like any one of these guys. And so I'm just gonna take one of the hottest golfers on the fucking planet right now uh, with Scotty Scheffler. Texas narrative, whatever. I don't really need a reason to pick this guy. He's literally on fire. So I'm just taking Scotty Scheffler, playing it safe on this one, and uh, because it's just so crazy. So I'm just taking Scotty. So who's the most popular guy people are going to gravitate to? Is it Fitzpatrick? No idea. Is he, is he playing so good? I, really, I, mean, I, haven't, like, I haven't listened to anything. I've barely been on Twitter today, so I have no idea. I have no, I have no pulse for the community yet. So here's the thing. So Ian Poulter's course history here. So he's averaged 2.7 points in group play in three appearances, which means he's basically getting yep. like three, two, two or something yeah. like that. Like he is yeah. just killing people at this event. Yeah. But like he, he loves it. I don't, I don't hate it, man. Like because I, you're right. Like Bolter's, Bolter's a guy who loves match play. I know. Yeah. So I, I already know people who are like don't pay attention to the match, match play guys. There's no such thing, but there's the same guys who tell me there's no such thing as clutch. And you can't tell me David Ortiz isn't clutch. You can't tell me this guys who do better at this event for whatever reason, right? It's, it's, Nerds can't put numbers on it, so they don't like it. And right. it is it is what it is. Like I, I mean, think, I think it's I think it's because he's a great wedge player and just can putt. I mean, that's yeah. that's the winning recipe here. But like Schaffler got went two and one in his group play last year and finished in second. Fleetwood in four appearances is averaging just short of two points in his group play. I mean, Fitzpatrick hasn't been all that great here, but I think he's just on such a heater. Like, yeah, this oh, he played great last weekend. Oh yeah, he he definitely yeah. did. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's something. All right, why don't you move on to group twelve? Why don't you start breaking that down? All right, so we got the pending champ, Billy Ho, Thomas Peters, Tom Hoagie, and Min Woo Lee. So I'm not taking Billy Ho to get back. Uh, I told you he didn't look right at the, the day before he withdrew on the players. Like, and what, it's been what, 10 days? I don't know, man. Like, I know at my age, like, I can I can feel shit for two weeks. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like whatever. I, I, don't, I don't want him as the favorite. No shot. Thomas Peters, you know why I can't pick him now. Um, you, you told me the information he was in and, uh, you know, whatever. Somebody picked him to make it to the finals. I don't know anything about Min Woo Lee. So by default, I'm going Tom Hoagie plus 250. Cause I keep, I keep saying like, what, what if he's just actually good now? Like, what if he's good? Like, what if he found something and he's good? Well, Hoagie is a tremendous wedge player. Yeah. I mean, you and, saw it at Pebble, you saw it at the MX, just yeah. like anything from under 125 yards, dude just stuffs. Problem is, he, I do not trust his putter one bit. Yeah. 
But so I think it does come down to Hoagie versus Horschel. And I was going to go Horschel, but you just reminded me that he didn't look right at the players. Maybe I'll go with Hoagie at plus at uh, plus 250 here. I just, I mean, he's got to make some putts, but he does make a lot of birdies. Anytime he has an approach out under 125 yards, he just seems to stuff it. And if you just give yourself a whole lot of those opportunities at this place, you're going to, you're going to advance. I mean, he just is playing good. You're right. Almost won the players. Yep. You know, one pebble, almost yep. one Amex, a lot yep. of courses where you do get tested with the wedge a little bit. Yep. So, yeah, I think I'll go with him. But right. would it surprise me if Horschel just runs ruck shot through this group? Oh. No, if he's, health, if he's healthy, this is a great fit for him because he's such yeah. a tremendous wedge player, makes a ton of birdies. And, 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 when, and when he gets hot, he's another guy who just, when he starts to roll in it, uh, they just all fall. It's ridiculous. Right. So, okay. Well, I'm going to take one more break, or we'll take another break, and then we'll uh, finish bringing other groups. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Uh, so, listen, there are never enough things to gamble on. Uh, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as 25 K with one entry. You don't know anything about horses. Don't worry about it. The app gives you a clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the U.S. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. We'll see you in the winner circle. Play, race, and win. Okay. Uh, so how the bracket is laid out is group 13 first. So why don't we go to group 13? Okay. Uh, so we have Daniel Berger. I think I think this is another one that... I can see any one of these guys coming out of it. Except for uh, like, Gazumzak. Like, I, I can see three guys. I think we cross out your boy Siwu. No, so I got Daniel Berger. Boy. <laughs> All right. Well, you got Daniel Berger at plus 210. You got Terrell Haddon at plus 225. You got Christian Bazain who plus 275. Siwu Kim at three to one. Um, Siwu Kim's kind of a mess right now. His irons are trash and he's not putting very well. Like that's just a bad combo. So I'm out on him. And he actually hasn't really all that, been that good here. Uh, even though it is a quote unquote, it's a feet die. Uh, he's only getting 1.1 points in four appearances of group play, so that's not going to cut it for me. So I say this with a word of caution. I'm ready to give up on Chris, Christian Bezainu, which means he's Uh-oh. to win the group because I finally have given up on him. My reason I'm giving up on him is I just – maybe I build him up to be something that he's not. Like, he doesn't make birdies. Like, especially on the par fives, it is it is so frustrating to watch him play a par five and just put up a par. Like, and that doesn't get it done. Like, and you look at some of his birdie rates on like approach shots over 175 yards and under 125, they're junk. They're garbage. Yeah. Like maybe he's just someone that has to like grind it out for pars and like in really hard events. That's might be his game. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think I'm done. So it's going to come down to Hatton burger. For whatever reason, you think Berger would be good at this event because he's a great iron player. He can get hot with a putter, too. He actually is putting a little better lately. For whatever reason, he has been really bad here, including when he um, was by a rock wall, I think back in, like, 2018 or so, and, or maybe 2017, and he ended up hitting the wall on his downstream and ended up hurting his wrist. But maybe he's got some PTSD here. I don't know, but he has not been very Is that the one where he, like, overshot the green to the right? 
No, I don't know. I think he missed the ball. Okay. So he so he basically hit a rock wall and he he took the, the club back and he and he laid the club down and the uh the head of the club hit the rock wall and he missed. Yeah. He had hurting his wrist there. Mm. But for I mean like I don't think has a that's just an anecdote that I just yeah. said. But like for whatever reason he hasn't been very good at this golf course. So I'm gonna take Hatton who has actually been pretty good here, averaging just under two points uh, every time he plays group play here. His iron's great and he's punting his ass off. Great wedge player, great great with his long irons, makes a ton of birdies on approach shots under 125 yards. I think he's advancing out of this group. Well, we're on the same one again, man. I can't not take my boy Sorrell. I mean, you, like this is a guy who, like you said, he makes a ton of birdies, and he's a guy who can roll in a 35-footer, a 40-footer. You know what I mean? And you're right, great wedge player. He's playing really well right now. Um, it, it'd be great on the Florida swing. Yeah, why am I not taking him? I'm not taking Seaver. Like you said, he's a fucking mess. I was debating Berger, um, but yeah, I just can't. I can't. I can't not take Hatton, man. I think, uh, yeah, I love Hat. I love Hatton. Okay. All right. So nothing for Siwoo. No. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. No. No. No love. No love for my boy this week. All right. Why don't we go with the last group? We're going to break down in part one of the two parts. That's right. I guess series. Uh, why don't you break down group four? All right. So you got Cantlay, Sunjay. Keith Mitchell and Seamus Power. Sanjay, to me, he just doesn't seem right right now. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know. He's pretty flat. Like, when was the last time we saw him play good? Like, four or five months ago, maybe? Probably Tory Pines. Yeah, so even longer. Like, Keith Mitchell's in really good form. Yes. Don't, don't and if, 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 if these greens are a little bit more Bermuda, that would help them. It would help him a lot. So I liked, I looked at Keith. I looked at Seamus Power too. For whatever reason, I don't know, man. I know he can make birdies, but I don't trust his putter either at all. Like Seamus? Yeah. And, and I can't, what tournament was it where he, he played the easiest course really, really AT&T pebble when I was on him. Yeah. 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 I don't trust him after like I just don't like he's I don't know bad. he's been bad since then yeah so I I mean I'm just gonna like I said I'm not gonna get cute again Cantley should have advanced last like last he just got bounced in a playoff like he played really well like I think he was what two zero and one right and he and he got bounced in a yep. playoff last year so I'm taking Cantley he was bad on the Florida swing that's another guy who's gonna get his shit together before the Masters so hopefully he's locked in and uh, that's another dude who can once he starts rolling the rock he's gonna get it great iron player good all around player. Fucking defending PGA player of the year. So, yeah, give me fucking can't wait. I'm not betting it, but that's who's on my, that's who's on my card. Okay. So actually what happened last year, he steamrolled the first two days and then got crushed on day three and then lost the the playoff. And our good buddy Jeff Nagel flowed a theory that he purposely tanked the final day so he didn't have to play because on Saturday, Sunday, you have to play 36 each day. Yeah. That's a lot of golf. And oh, with the Masters back. on the horizon, he might have just said, screw it. And his back. Yeah, and went hard. Fuck. So, I might have to rethink this one. So so overall, though, you got a bunch of guys who are putting pretty well, and you have a bunch of guys who are, their irons are all really bad. Like Cantlay's iron's been really bad. Sungjae's been really bad. Powers has been really bad. Even Keith Mitchell is not really hitting his irons all that great. So I think for me, I just think Sanjay at some point is going to wake up 
And if these greens are maybe a little bit more Bermuda than they are, I like that edge over Cantlay because Cantlay I don't think is very good on Bermuda. Mm. Um, I'm tempted to go Keith Mitchell, but his wedge play just kind of stinks. And I think Seamus Power, the bubble is burst. So I'll take Song JM at plus 260. I don't think, I don't feel all that great about it, but I feel like considering how big of a favorite Cantlay is in this group at plus 165. I think I'm gonna go Sungjae, and I mean I don't have really high hopes for any of these guys, but yeah, I think I'm going Sungjae. All right, I'm I'm switching my pick. I'm I'm moving to Sungjae with you. Okay, that, well, watch watch Cantley win this whole thing though. I I know right, but but I mean I didn't I didn't think about that with his back. Is he is he playing in San Antonio? Or no, 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 I don't think so. Okay, no. so I don't know, but yeah, so that was last year. I mean, does he want to get some more? Because he hasn't had played really good golf in a while, so. Maybe that's a yeah, so, but he's gonna be playing three rounds, basically kind of shake off the rust. Maybe that's good enough for him. Yeah, yeah, I like that theory. I forgot about that theory last year. That was good. Yep, fuck. Yep. All right, I'm on him. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take one more break and win the show. All right. Well, listen. Uh, Prop Swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is in full swing, and Prop Swap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every tournament, Prop Swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. And you can always find the best odds on Prop Swap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Then, after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit, like Dave from Chicago, who purchased a hundred dollar eighty to one on North Carolina championship ticket on Prop Swap in January, and then resold. It on Prop Swap for 500 bucks. Use promo code SGP when you make your first deposit, and Prop Swap will double it up to 500 bucks. So double the cash means double the odds. Go to PropSwap.com and download the free Prop Swap app today, which has fantastic features like filtered listed tickets based on the best value and activity feeds, so you know when all the big sales and red hot tickets are up. A loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. Okay. All right. right. Well, that's uh, the end of the show. Uh, We covered the left side of the bracket. Uh, We'll summarize it for you in the next part, but we're going to take a little break. And then, uh, yeah, we'll break down the rest of the bracket. We'll go over our outright picks, go over the rest of the bracket, and, uh, yeah, yep. good times. All right, let's go. Was it? No, no big long one for this one. <laughs> Later. <laughs>